So here's a question. In a world that keeps moving faster and faster, how do women leaders like us, women who want to make an impact in the world through our career or business and not sacrifice our home life, how do we create balance and fulfillment in our lives, both at work and at home, without facing burnout or constantly feeling like we're chasing an impossible dream? That's the question, and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the Selfless Syndrome Show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm on a mission to help women leaders break through burnout so that they can build the life and body they are worthy of and step into the awesome power of who they really are. I'm the Selfless Syndrome Mentor, a board-certified women's health and leadership coach and alternative medicine practitioner. I'm a wife, mom, and stepmom to four boys and a furball, and I'm the founder of a rapidly growing women-centered coaching business. Stick around because on this show, you'll learn how to create the life, body, and career you've always dreamed of without having to sacrifice who you really are. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. And today we're going to talk about something a little different from what I've shared on the show before. I don't often talk about that I am uh, a homeschooling mom, like many of us. Uh, I got launched into that more so during the pandemic, though if I look back, my son is now in fourth grade, and I think we've homeschooled more than he's actually gone to school at this point. And a lot of that has been due to that school has just always been a fight with him. It like hasn't felt safe for him, no matter, you know, he's super social, super great, just he's never enjoyed school. And even homeschooling, it's a constant daily struggle of him. He's a very good negotiator. So trying to negotiate his way out of doing anything related to schoolwork. So yesterday I walked in to check on him. I I have breaks built into my day to just kind of check in and you know get us started on whatever the plan is for the day. And I walked into his room and was like mostly just checking to see if he wanted some food. And he goes, mom, it's time to do school and proceeds to run upstairs to get started on school. And I was like, what? Just like, you know, picking my jaw up off the floor. Cause I'm like, what just happened? And he's been having, you know, he's, he's nine and a half. So he's been showing, displaying these little moments of like fierce independence and, and taking, you know, initiative in some things for himself that are actually good for himself, you know, good for him for a change. So I came up and I just watched with amusement as like all of his good intentions to do school and sit down and do math just went out the window. He could not focus. He he couldn't sit down. He, you know, ended up on his hoverboard and then he wanted to play with the dog and then he needed a blanket and then he needed a snack and then he needed like all of this stuff just to avoid doing math. And it's, it's not like he's not, you know, doesn't have behavioral things. I wouldn't label him as anything. I don't think it's a label. What I was really clear on that it was, and I see this with every single one of us so often, is like he chose to act in a very different way from what he's used to. And then his system just freaked out by it and was like, oh no, no, we're not going to voluntarily do school. What are you talking about? And you know, how many of us have start our day with these great intentions or start our year or a month or a week, you know, with big plans for either how we're going to eat or, you know, what our schedule is going to be like, or how we're going to make time for ourselves or some project that we're going to do in business or at work. And then it's like, 
everything goes out the window and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I need to wash the dishes first or I need to do laundry or I need to, you know, this has to get done and and this just can't wait. And it's like, we avoid the thing like the plague. And then we're blaming, you know, blaming ourselves, we're beating ourselves up for self-sabotaging or we feel like we don't have any motivation to do the things that we really should do. And I would argue that the bigger thing is that we are challenging ourselves to show up differently in our lives. That's what a lot of lifestyle change and, you know, forming new habits and a lot of the stuff that I coach women around daily is geared at. And we get confronted because there's a part of us that feels like that's not safe because we, it's new, it's the unknown, but growth also happens in the unknown. So I wanted to share, you know, just kind of Briefly, I'm starting to introduce some stuff I haven't really talked about a whole lot because it's all been coming together in my head. And as I've been writing the selfless syndrome book, um, which if you haven't picked up a, a pre-order copy of it, I'm I'm actually someone called me very Emily Dickinson in doing this, but I'm releasing it like one to two chapters at a time, and the full thing will come out in January. So if you go ahead and pre-order, there's a link in the show notes. Um, you'll get early access to it at like a digestible rate. So, you know, you're just reading one or two chapters a week um, and then you'll actually get the final product, which will probably be, you know, edited and a little different than what's being pre-released, but you still get the bulk of the stuff early. Total side note there. Anyways, as I've been writing this book, you know, a lot of the <clears throat> things that have kind of been rumbling around in my brain have started to come together. And one of them is really the methodology that I have found we have to really work through in order to find that, get from where we, wherever you're at in whatever area of life that isn't working as well as you want it to, to where you want to be. And, you know, do it in a way that doesn't have you beating yourself up or depriving yourself or making yourself wrong or bad or feeling like it's all your fault. Like all of this stuff that we normally put into our space around this and rather just you know, really observing and then getting to create who you actually want to be. And so what that process looks like, and again, you know, I share the kind of funny story of my son watching him go through this yesterday, just because it's, you know, I, I think a scenario that we can all relate to, but we forget that like we, we all have some like younger parts of ourselves that are still trying to run the show. Right. And, and when we challenge them, <laughs> which is a lot of times, you know, making decisions to move away from something that they've always done for comfort, whether it's how we eat or, you know, the way we approach a relationship or big decisions like that, they, they show up and they're like, yeah. And so I would really argue that they're the things that knock us back down and take us off our game because they don't feel safe. So how do we deal with this? That's, that's the topic of today. And, you know, I've really come up with a process that has three pillars. The first one is what I call awaken. You can call it discovery. I just, I have alliteration with this. They all start with A. So awaken is the word that I use, but you know, it's really about bringing some curiosity to just yourself and what you're doing and observing your behavior and not attaching the story to it. You know, a lot of where we get bogged down in staying stuck is that we are stuck in a story and making something means something about ourselves that it really doesn't it there's just opportunity to learn something there so you know this is one of the first things that I have my clients work through is just observing themselves in you know we generally pick an area that's not maybe working as well as they want it to it because of my background and you know 
in chiropractic and then more functional medicine. A lot of times it has to do with food, but it doesn't have to be that. You know, this, this applies to any area of our lives, right? And <clears throat> so just bring that curiosity and that observation and say, like, hmm, how am I being about X, Y, Z, whatever it is? You know, it could be in business, it could be in leadership, it could be how you're eating, it could be losing weight. Like, how are you being? Are you frustrated and beating yourself up and, you know, acting or feeling like a victim? These are all things that have come up for me before. Um, Or are you being proactive and gentle and loving with yourself and kind and, you know, not from a sense of of giving up, but treating yourself well in the process? That's really important. So that's the first step. The second is to anchor. And what anchoring is, is it's getting really clear on not what the world says you should do, but in what your truth is in the sense of what is really your drive for achieving whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Where does that come from? And what is your truth anchored in? You know, for me, it's God and what God says about me. For others, you know, it might be something completely different, but you want to get really clear on like, how do you decide what is true and not true in the world? And is that something that, you know, is the input that you're getting something that you're okay with this ultimately or does that need to shift and and if so like where are you looking for where your truth comes from this is like these are some deep questions maybe break out the journal and spend some time (laughs) reflecting on these especially going into the holiday hopefully we all have some downtime you can reflect on some really deep questions um so that's the second second part (laughs) and that can take a while right like really getting anchored and grounded in what is our truth. This used to be a really small part of my process and program. Like the first module is like, hey, let's just do all these like really deep things. And I'm like, hmm, maybe we should spend some more time there because that's really where the, the shift happens. And I, you know, I keep hearing from my clients because a lot of them are like me. I, you know, they, we all are very driven. It's like we're highly intelligent. So we want to check the boxes, right? And we're like, okay watch this module, do this thing. I have a lot that's, that's built in an online platform. And then, you know, we're meeting one-on-one as well and, and in a group and it's like, they just want to tick the boxes. And the last handful of women that have actually started, you know, started the process have actually restarted because they recognized that they were doing that and realized that that's how they've been doing life and it hasn't gotten them anywhere. And so there's a lot of space and gratitude and grace you know for themselves and just for the container of being having permission to slow down (laughs) and really get clear on what it is that they really want to create and why and what the truth is that they want to anchor into and and where that really comes from so you know these are these are big things this is the overarching process and then the third thing is what i call ascend and you know, this is where you really have spent the time cultivating, like becoming aware, having that curiosity, cultivating what your truth really is, getting clear on what it is that you really want. And then it's like the pieces finally come together. You know, we spend, I, I, my big program that is a year long, I, I call it the chrysalis program because we're essentially putting you in a cocoon and letting you do your caterpillar thing and, and get all, you know, get clear on all this stuff and, and really like anchor into who you truly are. And the ascension process is about launching into becoming, you know, the butterfly. And so whatever that is going to look like for you, whether it's, you know, your body and losing weight or it, changing career paths or jobs or getting reconnected to your passion and purpose, you know, relationships being renewed. These are all things that I see happening 
for a lot of women that wouldn't be possible without going through this process. And it's one like we might keep repeating, but it gets easier over time because you get more and more clear on, you know, what you're really anchoring to and it becomes easier to observe yourself and not attach to the story, but it all takes practice and we have to be willing to start somewhere. <clears throat> so, and, you know, circling this back to my son, like it would have, could have been very easy to, you know, be frustrated and get upset with him and be like, you know, making him wrong or all the stuff for, you know, he, he wanted to do the school and then he didn't like, he just couldn't, you know, get himself to focus and rather, you know, I just met him where he was at and we got through school with like him half sitting on my lap, half running around and me typing in the answers that he, you know, yelled at me because he's very brilliant and can just do large math equations and things in his head with no problem. So like that was what worked for us. And so it's about finding what works for you and not, you know, there's a lot of, I, I've recently been really reflecting on just, I'm doing a lot of work and kind of trauma that comes from the patriarchal world that we live in, live in especially around business and, and around other things. And there's, you know, this, there's all these sayings and I've honestly probably posted some of them at some point <laughs> that it's like, you know, fake it till you make it, go big or go home. Like you got to just keep pushing and eventually it'll all work out. And I don't really know who came up with that craziness because to me, all that, that means is like, eventually you're going to burn out. <laughs> Right? Like that's, you know, I, I'm still coming off of a, a place of just being freaking exhausted from, you know, the first business I built from like just never taking a break and not knowing how to rest. And even now, like I don't typically, because I can work from anywhere, I don't typically take time off when I'm, you know, in California or, you know, for holidays or vacations. Like I forgot to block my schedule for Black Friday this week and I normally I take it off because my husband's off. You know, so it's, those things don't necessarily serve us, right? Like there's, there's permission that I feel like so many women that I work with need to just like say, it is okay to sit on the couch. And it's, it's one thing if you're doing it to numb yourself to, you know, avoid dealing with stuff. And it's another, if it's truly something that's bringing you rest and how I define rest, this actually came up on a call with a client last week. You know, she was describing all these things that she's been doing and being like, you know, I, I should feel rested. Like if I'm watching Netflix or, you know, <clears throat> reading or, or going, she rides horses, like going to ride horses. And we both finally got clear on it didn't feel like rest because internally it wasn't creating safety for her. And this is where, you know, stress, trauma, all those things, it, it creates a anything that makes us feel unsafe inside, like we, you know, and, and safety can be not being able to just fully express who we are authentically and like be ourselves. Like we're, we're trying to fit into the mold of what someone else says we should be um, really common in business for women and leadership roles hugely. If you're in like a highly patriarchal male dominated, we'll just say, you know, arena or, or team or whatever, but it shows up everywhere. Like, you know, someone's dictated what we're supposed to, to be like <laughs> and so it creates this lack of safety and if we don't you know where we get burnt out and you know never feel rested and and just hit the wall is when we haven't figured out how to create that safety for ourselves and that's all part of this this process of you know giving ourselves permission to find that 
And it's probably not in killing yourself at the gym or, you know, massively restricting the foods that you eat or, you know, taking on more at work because someday someone might notice like all of these things. Those are just some of the common things that I hear a lot from, from women, like they're not creating a safe space for us. And so like our number one job is to find that because we live in a high stress world that quite honestly, like, you know, we may not have threats like we used to of someone trying to, you know, kill us or like rape, plunder and pillage, like all of the, you know, things that we tend to associate more with trauma for some of us, it might still be true. And, and, you know, that's something to be aware of, but, you know, for others, we can live in totally safe environments, but still be having that reaction of feeling unsafe. And a lot of things that we think are good for us are actually perpetuating that. So all this to say, my, my challenge for you this week, you know, especially going into the holidays is to really pay attention to, you know, how are you self-sabotaging or where do you find you have a lack of motivation? And I challenge you to look at it differently as a, you know, what about this doesn't feel safe to me? And what do I need to do to build safety? And, you know, just observing what's your behavior. Don't assign, don't attach any meaning to it. And, you know, don't make it about you, but just kind of observe like, hey, why am I washing the dishes instead of writing the book I need to write? I've been running into this with with writing. You know, I got the first the preface and the the first um, chapter out and published and it's it's like pretty good. And then I've just been stuck on the second chapter. And I'm like, huh. So I'm just observing like curiosity. Curiosity is is the first step and being like, okay, what's going on? Like am I what am I feeling challenged by? And a few things have come up. Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to putting things in there that I feel like I should, right? And so that's like the big thing that I'm looking at. Like, what do I really need in here? Like what's what's gonna get the message across and not, you know, just be there because like I should because I have a doctorate degree and blah blah blah. So um random thoughts from Dr. Alex <laughs> today. And yeah, so that that's your challenge for this week. And then, you know, the other thing I wanted to to just offer you and invite there's two of them actually. Um I have decided to launch I what I love, like I love showing up and having these conversations. I love the interviews that I do on my podcast. I freaking love the group calls that I do as part of my program. And I just love, you know, bringing awesome women together and having really powerful, amazing conversations. So I decided I'm going to do more of that. And I've um, launched, I, I tried to do it really fast and it's the week of Thanksgiving. So not many people were able to, to show up, but so we're going to redo this topic, but I decided to at least once a month host something called the tea talk. If you want to find out about the tea talks, there's going to be a link to, you know, join the notification list for a tea talk. What a tea talk is, is, conversation that I will help facilitate, but it's not a webinar. It's nothing is for sale. It's not me, you know, I might teach some stuff or, or give you some insight, but it's really about discussion and coming together and connecting with other women on similar journeys and similar paths. And just getting a lot of times it's about validation and realizing you're not alone. Those are some of the common things I hear when I host group stuff um, <clears throat> that make it really huge difference in just your experience of life and what you're up to and trying to create. So if you would like um, more details on when we're going to have another one in early December, um, I need to nail down the exact date, but make sure you're on our mailing list for that. There's a link 
for that in the show notes as well. You can also just join the, join the newsletter um, thing on the website, emergentwomencoaching.com. And then you'll find out about that. And the other thing that is available to you is another, again, not a sales thing, not a, anything. I have um, started doing what I call selfless syndrome breakthrough sessions. And I literally mean nothing is for sale in here. If it's a fit to talk about, you know, potentially working together, we actually set up a totally different call for that from there. But what this is, it's free. There's there's no cost to it. Um, there will be, there's a link in the show notes as well as a 20 minute call. And if you've been listening for a while or you're feeling stuck or, you know, you're still wrestling with some of the stuff that I talked about on here, because I talked about some deep stuff, <laughs> this is an opportunity to just get some input from me on like what your next steps are and how you really move past and break through this thing called selfless syndrome, which I am going to talk about in more detail at some point because really defining what it is has come out of writing this book as well. But that is also available to you. So, you know, feel free to, I, I open my schedule about a week out on that just, you know, so we don't have months of, of time and space. But if you're in a place where you're really ready to take this a little further and like that feels like a, a good safe you know, next step knowing I'm not selling you anything on this please jump on my calendar I would be more than happy to engage in conversation outside of me just sharing random musing from my brain with you on a podcast every week so both of those are available they're in the show notes again it's either joining the mailing list to find out about tea talks where you know we're going to come together and a group at least once a month and like all free like you bring tea you bring a cozy blanket you can wear your fuzzy socks and pajamas i probably will showing up for those honestly so um because that's how i'm most comfortable and just enjoy <laughs> coming together and having conversations so totally safe space and then your other opportunity is to jump on a selfless syndrome breakthrough call with me and just get some support on your next steps <clears throat> and i keep losing my voice which i find very interesting and again observing we're observing if you take anything from this episode it's observe all right with that we will see you next week everyone who is in the u.s i wish you a very happy thanksgiving and time of gratitude and just joy and connection and whatever thanksgiving means to you and um we will see you uh next week I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Selfless Syndrome Show. I truly couldn't make the show if it weren't for you, my amazing, lovely, and loyal listener. I so appreciate the emails, the shoutouts, the shares, and the reviews, all of which inspire me and motivate me to keep coming back to the mic week after week in order to provide high-quality content that helps you find that elusive thing called balance and really build the life, career, and body you are worthy of. I have one little request. If you have benefited from this show in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and review the show. You can leave a five-star review, leave an honest review. This really helps us get in front of more amazing listeners just like you and keep growing our mission to help women leaders around the world build the life, career, and body they are worthy of. Mm -hmm.